Well, let's go into the scriptures because God has some wonderful thoughts to communicate to us as the body of Christ. I titled the message, Find Rest in Christ because the message today applies to both those of us who are in Christ and those who are yet to join us in Christ. Those who are yet to come into Christ. Those who are yet to come into the sheepfold of our Savior Jesus Christ. Those who are yet to come into the vineyard. Those who are yet to come into the kingdom of God. So I pray that if there is anybody who is perplexed, who is distraught, who is confused, who is heartbroken, who is afraid, and who is anxious, who is worried, who is What's the word? Uh, who can anticipate evil and can foresee evil and cannot see any glorious future? Kindly share this video with him or her. Tell him or her there is a word of encouragement coming to you and for you as well. So let's all partake of the word. Let the word bless those who are in Christ and convict those who are not in Christ that they can also find rest in Christ because there is rest in Christ Jesus indeed. Hallelujah. Kindly turn your Bibles with me to Matthew 11, the verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, the verse 28. Jesus Christ is speaking here in Matthew 11. In the verse 28, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What, a, what, a, what an assurance. What a message. Can you listen to Jesus Christ again? He said, Come to me, all. You who labor, in other words, who are toiling, who are restless, who are frustrated, who do not see any light at the end of the tunnel, who believe that it can only get worse. He said, come to me. He didn't say, come to me and somebody else. Child of God, true rest can only be found in Jesus Christ. That is why he says, find rest in Christ. In case you haven't found that rest yet. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. In other words, you are burdened. I don't know the burden you are carrying. Probably you are wondering, what am I going to do this week? Because as far as the nation Ghana is concerned, and as far as the two major cities, the Greater Accra and the Greater Kumasi, as our president called it, is concerned, there's another lockdown for another one week. <laughs> and you are wondering, how am I going to feed? How am I going to pay my debt? How am I going to take care of the children? 
how and you are burdened heavy laden say come to me child of God you will find rest today to your soul I'm telling you come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden heavy burdened heavy loaded with toil and confusion it's an eye I, I like the confidence of our Lord Jesus Christ he knows what he's talking about because he created you and I he said and I will give you rest hallelujah now let's say those of us who have come to Christ have we found the rest Jesus Christ is talking about or we are here to find that rest it's a question I would want you and I to ponder and to attempt to answer what is the difference between those of us who are in Christ and those who are yet to come to Christ what is the distinction what makes us peculiar what makes us different what makes us unique what makes us a holy nation a separate nation from the rest of the nations of the world my question again is those of us who are in Christ have we found the rest when we say rest we are talking about relief we're talking about burdens lifted we're talking about having no load having no care having no want like the psalmist said the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want those of us who are in Christ if you are in Christ have we found that rest Jesus talked about or we are here to find that rest I want to believe from the scriptures we're going to share together or read together that yes there is a foretaste of the rest Jesus Christ spoke about presently now that we are still in this world and we haven't gone home yet to be with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we have a foretaste I like the song that says oh what a foretaste of glory divine blessed assurance Jesus is mine oh what a foretaste so we have a foretaste of the rest that Jesus Christ spoke about and somebody says preach out what are you talking about I'll show you from the scriptures that foretaste of the rest we have found in Christ is to whet our appetite is to encourage our desire to long for that rest that can only be found in Christ ultimately when he shall come what are you talking about you may be asking well let me show you Hebrews chapter 4 and you understand where I am coming from Hebrews chapter 4 let me read the first 11 verses quickly from the New King James Version of the Bible Hebrews chapter 4 
the writer says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, there is a promise that remains. Many of the promises of God have been fulfilled already now that we are in Christ. But there is still a promise of entering his rest, which is still remaining. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear. In other words, let us have reverence, reverential fear. Let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. So it is possible to be in Christ and still come short of the rest that remains for the people of God. In other words, for those who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 2, For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Who are the them? Those who were in the wilderness. The Bible describes them as the church in the wilderness. The ones that were pastored by Moses. Who were taken from Egypt through the wilderness. Journeying towards the promised land. The word that was preached to us was the same word that was preached to them. But the Bible says, but the word which they heard did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith. In other words, as the word of God is coming to you right now, you've got to mix it with faith. You've got to respond to the word. Because faith is the response of the human spirit to the word of God. You've got to grasp it, embrace it, affirm it, confess it, celebrate it, live in it. Make it yours. Say amen to the word. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Verse 3. For we who have believed do enter that rest. We do enter. It's a present continuous tense. We who have believed do enter. In other words, some have entered, some are still here, and we are still entering. We do enter that rest. Hallelujah. Those who have left this life, who have gone out of this world, whether by life or by death, have entered. They do enter that rest. We who are here, we have a foretaste of this rest. And I'll show you that we did. We indeed do have that foretaste. And we do enter. We are still entering. Day in and day out. There's rest in Christ. Relief in Christ. Relief from the burdens of this life. The sorrows of this life. The anxieties of this life. The perplexities of this life. The confusions of this life. We do enter his rest. As he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Hmm. This was God's oath. Because they did not mix his word with faith, he swore in his wrath that they shall not enter his rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Therefore, for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way 
and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Verse 5. And again in this place they shall not enter my rest. Verse 6. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience again because of disobedience again he, des he designates a certain day saying in David today after such a long time as it has been said today if you will hear his voice do not harden your hearts am I talking to somebody today if you will hear his voice do not harden your hearts that is what the people of old did and God swore in his wrath that they would not enter his rest but he says we who have believed should fear lest a certain promise of entering into his rest should fail us verse 8 for if Joshua had given them rest then he would not afterward have spoken of another day in other words Joshua led them through warfare and got them settled in the promised land but the Bible says that that rest was not the true rest that God spoke about you will see it verse 9 there remains therefore a rest for the people of God hallelujah they journeying from the land of captivity Egypt through the wilderness and under the leadership of Joshua, entering the promised land. The Bible says that if Joshua had given them the rest that God promised, then Joshua wouldn't have spoken of another day. So in verse 9, he said, There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. Take note, the rest that remains is not for everybody in this world. It is for the people of God. Do you see why in this era of global pandemic where many are being afflicted by COVID-19 and mad, I mean many have even died, do you see why we ought to point them to Christ especially on a day like today, the Resurrection Sunday, that there was somebody who once upon a time came and walked the surface of the earth and he didn't, no sin, but because of you and me, he lived with a mission to die for my sin and for your sin. Paid for my sin and for your sin. He has already paid for us. He carried my sin. He carried your sin. He died my death. He died your death. He descended to hell in my name and descended to hell in your name. So he saved us. That's why we say he is the savior. But if you do not believe that salvation work cannot be yours automatically just because he saved you you've got to believe and if he saved you by reason of the fact that the blood he shed has made it possible for the sin nature to be washed away from our spirit it means that we are no longer under the lordship of satan because the sin nature gives satan authority and lordship over everyone who is not yet born again can I say that again? The one who is not yet washed by the blood of Jesus may not know that so long as he carries or she carries the sin nature, which is the, the, the blueprint of Satan, that is Satan's point of contact 
That is Satan's nature. Sin is the nature of the devil. He is the originator of sin. He sinned from the beginning. The Bible calls him a murderer. Those who have not been washed yet, those who have not been cleansed yet, those who have not believed the gospel yet, the sin nature in them makes them servants of sin and therefore servants of Satan. They may not know it. And Satan may never make this revelation known to them. He can blind them to this reality and allow them to even enjoy every good thing in this life. But the day they exit this earth, that is the day Satan will say, hey, where are you going? You are carrying my nature. That means that I am your Lord. So come where I belong, hell, and from hell to the everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. This is the mystery of the gospel. That's why we preach. Because there are many out there who are good. And there is nothing wrong being good. Doing good in society is the aftermath of knowing Christ. We were, we were born and created for good works. But our good works do not save us. Our good works will only follow us after we have entered into his rest. And then God will reward us for our good works. So those who are doing good works have put the cart before the horse if they don't know Christ or they are not yet in Christ. They may do that to, to as it were, appease their soul and to satisfy their conscience that they are also being good to society. And it's okay to do that. But you've got to find rest first in Christ and then from there, your good works will be rewarded. Hallelujah. So, Jesus Christ has purchased rest for us. Rest from the burden of sin. Rest from the burden of sorrow and death. And he has made it available when he rose from the dead. When he rose, he, has, he said, all hail. All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Come on. All authority in heaven and on earth. Jesus is the custodian, the administrator of such authority. Verse 9 again, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. Child of God, something is remaining. Do you know what is remaining? You see, those of us who have believed in the gospel and have confessed Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we may still look the same on the outside. The physical body hasn't changed. But on the inside, which is the real you, your spirit, you have been washed. You have been sanctified. And you have been justified. Washed from your sins. So the sin nature is no longer in you. Meaning Satan no longer has lordship over your spirit. What a marvelous gift. Number two. You have been sanctified. In other words, set apart. You are different. You are not ordinary. You are different from the rest of the world. That is why when they are panicking and they are exclaiming in fear and in terror, you are the one to say there is hope. You are the one not to cry with them and to panic with them, but to give them the assurance that see, we have a foretaste of rest in Christ. Why don't you come and find that foretaste whilst we await the ultimate rest which remains for the people of God. There remains, therefore, 
a rest for the people of God. Not for all people all over the world, but for the people of God alone. But all people all over the world have been saved legally by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They only ought to believe the gospel and embrace Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Then, automatically, once the sin nature is washed away, they move from the lordship of Satan to the lordship of Christ. Because the one whose nature you carry is your Lord. Can I say that again? The one whose nature you are carrying becomes your Lord. So if you're not washed, Satan is your Lord and you may not know. Child of God, let's tell this to those who are not yet born again that they should not be deceived. If you're not yet washed, if you have not yet confessed Jesus, the sin nature, which is the nature of the devil, makes Satan your Lord. He may give you everything that you want, but what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Do you hear that? So this is an opportunity. Resurrection Sunday is an opportunity for us to tell the rest of the world that let them find rest in Christ. They may seek rest in their money, rest in their fat bank account, rest in their investments, rest in their buildings and property, rest in their whatever that they may have all over the world. But those things don't give rest. That is why I quoted Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. It said, come unto me, Oh, you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. True rest can only be found in Jesus Christ. He is the prince of peace. True peace can only be found in Jesus Christ. I don't know what you are doing in Christ. You are in Christ. Have you found that rest? Are you expectant of the rest that remains for the people of God? That's the question also. Hallelujah. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. But until then, he has given us a foretaste. I want to give you an idea of this rest. Okay? The rest that remains. I'm going to give you an idea. Then I'll come to what we have that we can use to sustain us in Christ until the rest that remains, until we are ushered into that rest. Let me give you an idea. Bible describes Jesus Christ as the firstborn among many brethren in Romans chapter 8. First John 4 17 says, As he is, so are we in this world. So we are not different from our Lord Jesus Christ. He is our senior brother. God planted him as the only begotten son in this earth. He died for us. And through that seed, when he rose again, he became the first born from the dead. He was the first to experience resurrection. And that resurrection was actually the begetting of a new son. It was the rebirth of the son of God. He was born again, so to speak. And all of us who have believed in him and have confessed his lordship are born after his kind. So we are a new breed of people. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Different from the creature that proceeded from the Adamic race. The first Adam has his race. But we are born after the second and the last Adam, who is Jesus Christ. So as he is, so are we. Please listen to the tenses. It didn't say so we will become. So are we. 
How? We are already like him on the inside. Because once you've received him, confess his lordship, you are born again, you are washed on the inside. He gives you his life. He gives you his nature, which is righteousness. So you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Like 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he has made him to be sin. Jesus was made to be sin. He was made sin for us. Who knew no sin? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In Christ. So if you are in Christ, you are the righteousness of God in him. So we are the same on the inside, in our spirit. As he is, so are we in this world. The only difference between us and our senior brother, Jesus Christ, is that he is the only person, not even Elijah, who was translated to heaven, not even Enoch, who walked with God and was taken away into heaven. None of these two has the same glorified body like our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only person who has the glorified body, the immaterial body, the body that is not made of flesh and blood, but is flesh and bones. He shed his blood, mind you, so there's no more blood. He does not live by blood. He lives by the breath of God, the presence of God. And ultimately, when we shall be like him, we're also not going to live by blood, but we're going to live in his presence. For in his presence, his fullness of joy at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Glory be to God. So the difference between us and Christ is the body that he carries, that we are not carrying, but we will carry. I like it in 1 John chapter 3, from verses 1 to 3, he says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Then he said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Verse 2. And it has not yet been revealed. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. We are already like him on the inside. We have his life. He who has the son has life. Zoe. We have his nature, the righteousness of God. Uh, we're going to be like him where? On the outside. Bible says, but when he shall appear, we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. We are like him. As he is, so are we in this world, on the inside. But we shall be like him on the outside. We shall also put on our glorified bodies. According to scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the first trumpet sound will command the dead in Christ to rise first with a glorified body like that of Jesus. And at the second trumpet sound, those of us who are alive and remain in Christ shall be changed in a moment within the twinkling of an eye. And our bodies shall be changed from mortality to immortal bodies. And then we shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. We shall be like him. And the Bible says in the verse 3 of 1 John 3, that in everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure, even as he is pure. Listen. We have hope for a rest. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. And we have hope for that rest. But until that rest is achieved, child of God, he didn't leave us without rest here in this world. This is what we have to tell the rest of the world. That we got something. Tell the people that live in your neighborhood, that operate with you in the same office, or board the same vehicle with you, but they are not born again. That, hey, we got something that you don't have. 
we live above the storms i know there's a storm in this world it is called covid 19 and it is a global pandemic but a child of god can find rest and be a partaker of the rest we have in christ and live above the storms that does not make us lawless in fact for us according to galatians chapter 5 against us there is no law because the laws of this life are too limited to govern us we even teach them law because we have love joy patience temperance forbearance endurance perseverance these are virtues called the fruit of the spirit and against that there is no law in other words you don't need any law to tell you that wash your hands you will wash your hands because you know it's right you don't need any law to even tell you that in the midst of the global pandemic keep a social distance you will keep a social distance because in it in your spirit you have the law at work in you that do the right thing you don't need any law to tell you that um um what are some of the social uh protocol that we are supposed to observe you do it because you live above the law yet you are not lawless you are law abiding that's the mark of a true christian hallelujah law abiding because we have something that is better and greater than the laws that govern the nations of the world so we are not lawless we are not advocates of lawlessness we are law abiding and yet we live above the law because we have a superior nature we have a superior calling we have something that the world needs but they don't know how to find it they can only find it in christ find rest in christ this is resurrection sunday god wants you and me to use this opportunity to tell a neighbor who is not yet in christ to tell a friend a colleague a brother a sister who doesn't believe the gospel yet that see the rest you've been looking for you can only find it in christ a mother a father an uncle even an enemy <laughs> a human being who has made him or herself an enemy you can tell him see the reason why you are agitated and always boiling when you see me you are angry you are wondering what is giving me peace i'm talking to somebody who can use that to encourage a neighbor now see it's because of christ christ in me colossians 1 27 the hope of glory there remains therefore a rest for the people of god i got something tell him i got something that gives me peace perfect peace in this dark world of sin the blood of jesus it whispers peace it speaks peace the peace of god that surpasses all understanding is the one that is keeping my heart guarding my heart and my mind through christ jesus tell him or him that he can find rest in christ we can find rest in christ carabarandos rest can only be found in christ so there remains therefore a rest the rest i'm talking about has to do with the day when death shall be swallowed up in victory in first corinthians 15 the bible says that when mortality shall be swallowed up by life then shall come to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory oh death where is your sting oh grave where is your victory so a day will come when we shall put on our glorified bodies that is why in the midst of this global pandemic even if someone should die for one reason or the other it should be that the person should die in christ because there remains therefore rest for the people of god i'm not saying that people should die people should live and fulfill 
their purpose on earth. But should anybody find him or herself in close contact with the COVID-19 and health situation is said that the person is losing breath and all parameters have failed and the person should die. Why should, why should anybody die and go to hell when Jesus Christ died and descended to hell? We are commemorating Easter. He went to hell for three days and three nights. And according to Colossians, he disarmed principalities and powers and made a public show over them, triumphing over them in it. And when he rose again, he said, oh, hey, he said, oh, celebrate the victory. Child of God, we got victory over death. We got victory over sickness. We got victory over poverty. We got victory over the sentiments of this life. We got it. Where is it? It's on the inside. There's peace. There's rest. There's fulfillment. There's joy in our spirit. For the joy of the Lord, that is our strength. It keeps us going. It keeps us on fire. The joy of the Lord is at work in our spirit. But we say, for it is God, Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It is God. He's at work in us. We are not alone. He's at work in us. He is with us. He's in us. He's at work in us. This is the foretaste of the rest I'm talking about. You are not alone. I feel like prophesying to somebody. You are not alone. For God is in you. God is at work in you. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. Find rest in Christ. In the midst of the COVID-19, find rest in Christ. In the midst of the perplexities, find rest in Christ. There is something that Jesus Christ left us as a guarantee, as a foretaste of the rest he is talking about. I can show you the scriptures. Let's rest in Christ. And he gave us a foretaste whilst here to give us an awareness and understanding that one day it shall be all over. One day the toil will be over. The burden will be over. The uncertainty will be over. The things we worry about, the things we are concerned about, there will be nothing. They will become history. You know why? Because when he shall come, we shall be like him. We shall put on that immaterial body. Walking through walls. Appearing and disappearing. Going anywhere by the blink of the eye. That's who we're going we're gonna to become. He says that when we shall see him, we shall be like him. Already we are like him on the inside. I say, hey, so are we in this world. But there is something that is remaining. The only thing that is remaining between us and Christ. The only difference between us and Christ. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 5, Bible calls him the, the first begotten of the dead. He is the first and every other person will be born after his kind the first to be born from the dead not born from death but from the dead born from sin and he is the only one with a glorified body that is the only thing that awaits us we are saving our spirits through faith we are being saved in our souls through the renewing of our minds we shall be saved in our bodies when christ shall come there remains therefore a rest unto the people of god so if anybody is even going to die in the midst of the global pandemic tell him do it in christ because in christ we do not die we sleep absent from the body present with the lord we who have believed we do enter if somebody should die let him enter the rest that remains it is in christ alone in christ alone we find this rest in christ alone we we can enjoy this rest it's not outside of christ you can't find it anywhere tell me 
who died and rose again and still lives till today. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the Savior, the soon coming King, He alone, He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. Karabara Masata. He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. On this resurrection Sunday, find rest in Christ. Karando Sata. I feel in my spirit that as we stop the preaching, I can leave the rest for Wednesday, our encounter, the word and spirit encounter. I was going to show you some two scriptures, but I'll do that as a continuation of find rest in Christ on Wednesday. I feel like that we should just begin to pray in the spirit. As a matter of fact, what we are doing is what I was going to share with you. That is how to enjoy the rest that remains. We have a foretaste of the rest. You can tell somebody, let him come to Christ. Come to Christ. Come to Christ. That is where the rest is. Are you looking for rest for your soul? Some people use alcohol to subdue and to suppress the depressions of this life. But you can't find rest in alcohol. That is why in Ephesians, he says, Do not be drunk with wine, in which is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. The rest I'm talking about can only be found in the Holy Spirit, who is in the stead of Christ here in this world. And I'll show that to you on Wednesday during our word encounter, a word and spirit encounter. Find rest in Christ. You deserve it, Lord. Tell him, Lord, you deserve it. You deserve my worship. You deserve my praise on this resurrection Sunday. You deserve it, Lord. I worship you. I bless your holy name. I can sense the presence of God in your home. I can sense the presence of God in your home. He deserves the glory. He deserves the praise. I found rest in him. My soul has found a resting place. Not in device, not creed. My soul has found a resting place. I found rest in Him. I found rest in Him. Marando robo satele melebele yandalalas. Andele boso protele melelesh. Rabaraba zabrekatori andeleleleesh. Rebele mezabrekatari andeleleesh. Arando robo saprachele deleleesh. Rabaraba labali andeleleleesh. I found rest in Christ. I found rest in Christ. Tell somebody to come to Christ. Oh, who labor and are heavy laden, let them come to Christ. This is Resurrection Sunday. God has given us a period of over 2,000 years. It is 2,020 years. Reminding us of what Christ did. He died and rose to bring us rest. 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 There remains that form. A rest for the people of God. There's something awaiting us. One of these days. When the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first, we who are alive and remain in Christ, we shall be changed. I can imagine. I can imagine how that change will be. Bible says it shall be in a moment, within the twinkling of an eye. In other words, at the blink of your eye, you shall be changed from mortality to immortality. There's rest in Christ. You can you can you can live above the storms. I'll show it to you on Wednesday. 
I'll show it to you during the word and spirit encounter. You can live above the storms. You can live above the sentiments. You can live above, above COVID-19. You can live above any disease, any sickness, any infirmity. You can live above death. You can live above sickness. You can live above poverty. You can live, you can live, live, child of God. On this resurrection Sunday, let that which is dead come back to life. Let that which is dead come back to life. In the name of Jesus. There remains a, a rest, a rest for the people of God. Find that rest today. Enter that rest. Enter that rest. Let the joy of the Lord encapsulate your spirit, your soul, your body. Let the anointing of the Lord fill you to the overflow. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I see life. Life, life, life. Life has come to your home. Life has come to your marriage. Life has come to your business. Life has come to your career. It's not over. Don't call it quits. It's not over yet. For the Lord is faithful. He will manifest his faithfulness. Didn't he say, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Hebrews 13, the verse 5 and 6. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, let your life be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. You may be saying, but I don't have anything. <laughs> don't worry. Though your beginning was small, your latter end shall greatly increase. He said, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Child of God, God is with you. And God is in you. And God is at work in you. He is working at the answer. He is working at the answer. Stand strong in faith. Do not quit. The Bible says, quit you like men. In other words, fight the good fight of faith. Stand strong in the face of the storms of life, in the face of the adversities of life, in the face of the of the things that fight against us. We can still stand strong. We can still stand strong. We can still stand strong. And having done all stand, he's with us. He's in us. He's at work in us. He's doing something new. Something new is happening in your home. Your marriage is being revived. Your business is being revived. Wipe the tears, child of God. Wipe, wipe it. Wipe the tears. There's hope for the future. There's hope for the future. And everyone who has this hope purifies himself just as he is pure. Because as he is, so are we in this world. We live and represent him. We are not going down. <laughs> when men are cast down, we say there is a lifting up. 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 I see a revival breaking forth out of the pandemic, the global pandemic shall burst forth a global revival, a global revival a global revival out of the global pandemic shall burst forth a global revival and it shall become a revolution and that revolution will usher in Christ, he's coming back, he's coming back the one who died and rose again is coming back I said, the one who died and rose again is coming back. He's coming back again. Ha. He's coming for his own. He's coming for his own. He's coming for his own. We are not orphans. We are not helpless. We are not without hope. There's hope for the future. I bless you with the blessings of God. May the anointing of the Spirit fill you to the overflow. There remains a rest. Find that rest today. Let the joy of the Lord fill you, fill you, fill you. Be blessed. I said be blessed. Let this week 
an extension of another lockdown. Let it be the week where you will find provision and find supply and find every need met. Let God meet you at the point of your need. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. If God could rain manna from heaven, may he rain supply. If God could feed a prophet with a raven, he used a raven to feed a prophet. May God use an unusual source to supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Wipe your tears. Your table will not run dry. Your cupboard, your wardrobe will not run dry. Your food store will not run dry because he's the, the, he's the faithful God that will supply all your need and perfect all that which concerns you. You are asking yourself, so what shall become of my future? He holds the answer in his hands. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. And above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. We sing and say, Jesus is the answer for the world today above him there's no other jesus is the way jesus is the answer oh for the world today and above him there's no other Jesus is the way I want you to say Jesus is the answer for the world today and above him there is no other there is no other Jesus is the way Jesus is the answer for the world today Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. I present to you Jesus. The one who said with his own words. Say come to me. Oh you who labor. And are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. <laughs> I like that statement. Say, I will give you rest. Is there any area of your life that is in turmoil? Is there any area of your life that needs rest? It could be your spiritual life. Probably you are struggling. Struggling spiritually. Today you are on fire. Tomorrow you are despondent, discouraged, depressed, and feel that God doesn't care. I want to tell you, 1 Peter 5, 7, Jesus cares. Okay? He does care. And he cares for you. Child of God, he cares for you. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. No. It's not over until God says so. It's not over until it's over. So don't quit. I'm encouraging somebody. Don't quit. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to the promises of God. For all the promises of God in Christ Jesus. Are yea and in him. Amen. To the glory of God by us. Is it your marriage? Probably what you did not sign up for in marriage. Is what you have met and you feel like quitting you feel like giving up don't i said don't jesus is the answer 
He knows how to make lemonade out of a lemon. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So what you think is a thorn in your flesh can be used by God to keep you in the faith, to keep you on your toes so that you don't settle here, so that you don't become so comfortable in this life. See, if not for that unpleasant situation in your marriage, if not for that unpleasant situation at home, if not for that unpleasant situation, that thorn in your flesh, probably you'd have settled and be scoffing, I mean, coughing beer and enjoying yourself in the, in the parade. I mean, parties, enjoying yourself. Probably you'd have joined the dead long time ago. But see what the Lord has achieved through the very thing you call a thorn in your flesh. So don't quit. Stay. Because he's faithful. He will turn it around for your good. I said he would turn it around for your good. Is it your business? Probably you have attempted several businesses, seven, ten, and none of them has worked. This one, it will work. Out of the global pandemic and the lockdown situation, I prophesy God is going to give you a business that will work. I am a living testimony. Oh yes, I am a living testimony. And one day, I will share that testimony to the glory of God. Yesterday was exactly four weeks, four weeks since the lockdown was announced on the 15th, the night of the 15th of March, 2020. And yesterday was exactly four weeks. And I told myself that whilst everybody is at home, and whilst everybody is in a lockdown situation, I will make wealth out of the lockdown situation. And I did. I'm telling you, I did. You say, How? I'll tell you one day. Maybe it will be in a separate video as a testimony. I did. And I know that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So out of the lockdown situation, God can give you ideas. He can open your spirit up and give you ideas. And you will be amazed that, hey, is it me? I didn't know. I didn't know. You will honor me this way. <laughs> I didn't know. You will honor me this way. I didn't know. You will honor me this way. You will honor me this way. Thank you, Jesus. In the midst of the lockdown situation, you will say, I didn't know you will answer me this way. <laughs> I didn't know you will answer me this way. I didn't know you will answer me this way. <laughs> you will answer me this way. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord give you ideas, business ideas. Become wealthy in the midst of the lack and want and need. May God give you a business idea that will make you flourish whilst others are famishing. I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ, you will never lack any good thing. But no good thing will he withhold from them that work uprightly. And in Christ Jesus, 
is withheld nothing good. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. God is faithful. And I'm telling you, he is always faithful. Bible says, even when we become unfaithful, he ever remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Which area? Is it the upbringing of your children? Maybe you think that now that they are home, look at how the education has become. We had a good opportunity to have good schooling, but they are home learning nothing, just watching television, eating, exercising, and that's all. Who knows? You may be the one to start a home school. <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving a business idea to somebody. You may be the one to start a home school. You start from a crutch. It becomes it becomes a, a nursery, a kindergarten. And before I realize it's a primary and a JHS and an SHS. Out of the lockdown situation, many ideas shall come forth. I'm telling you, there is no there is no limit to what God can do. That is why nothing works against us. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Don't throw your hands in despair. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me don't go back to sin okay tell yourself i won't go back i can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me i won't go back i won't go back i can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me i won't go back i won't go back i can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me don't go back to sin don't say that now that there's no food, now that there's no work, now that there's no source of income, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna attack and kill and steal and destroy so you can also make a living. That makes you a deputy devil because that, that's the devil's mission. So the moment you take upon yourself the mission to steal, to kill, and to destroy, you are a deputy devil with you, with DD written against your name, deputy devil. Don't become a deputy devil, okay? That's just by the way to let you know that Satan can give negative ideas. When I move from place to place in these four weeks, this is the fifth week of lockdown, I sense in the spirit that many are having evil ideas. I'm telling you. Because they are hungry. And a hungry man, they say, is an angry man. Can we pray? That some way, somehow, God will make a way. That these people will also find food to eat. Because they are begging in the streets looking for food to eat. They come out of their homes because there is nothing to eat. But we can find rest in Christ. I don't know how, but I know he will. And we will find it. Lift up your voice and let's pray. Let's pray. This is the fifth week 
Those of us who are in in Accra and in Kumase, you may feel the heat the more. And those who are in Europe and in America, probably it may even be worse. Those who are in other nations, it may even be worse. But see, through it all, through it all, I say, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I have learned to trust in God. Oh, through it all. Oh, through it all. I've learned to depend upon His word. Listen through it all. Through it all. Oh, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. Oh, I have learned to trust in God. Throw it all, throw it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throw it all. <laughs> I've learned to depend upon His word. Oh, I have learned to depend upon His word. I want us to pray, pray for your home, pray for your city, pray for the nation Ghana. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. He says, I exalt therefore the first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for those who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Then he said, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Listen, I admire the work of those who are the front line of this COVID 19 the health workers, the doctors, the nurses, other paramedics. I admire so much. You have no idea. I admire the work of the security forces, the police, the soldiers, even the immigration officers who are, and even custom officers, all at post, at various joints of the city and the nation, making sure that there is less movement of people because the understanding is that when you move, COVID-19 moves or coronavirus moves. So stay home. I admire the beauty of the work that you are doing. But see, child of God, scripture is the foundation, is the foundation for every lasting living, successful living. Go and look at the nations that are developed and are still standing strong. You will discover that the foundation of those nations was the word of God. It's only generations that came after those previous generations that decided to turn their back on God. But see, you can't turn your back on God. Because when it matters most, you will still run to Him. And some of these nations are running back to God. See what God has achieved through the global pandemic. What I'm trying to say is that in the midst of the frontline workers, health workers, doctors, nurses, paramedics, security officers, all achieving um, 
the aim of ensuring that COVID-19 does not afflict the citizenry, we cannot, and I say that on authority of the word of God, we cannot do without the input of the children of God through prayer. We cannot. If we try that, it is like somebody who is building on a sandy soil. Your labor is in vain. He says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that buildeth. Unless the Lord watch over the city, the watchmen watch but in vain. So there's a place, which is what I just quoted in First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. He says, the King James says, I exhort therefore. It's an exhortation. And I want us to do that in a short while. The first of all, in other words, the first thing we should consider, and I like it when the president of the Republic of Ghana even called, called uh, men and women of God who are the, are, the, are the fathers of the land to join in prayer. And that was remarkable. That was impressive. That was a sign of recognizing that without God, we can do nothing. And it shouldn't be a ceremonial thing. It should be um, a continuous input and effort if you're going to achieve a lasting result as far as taming COVID-19 in this country and the nations of the world is concerned. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for those who are in authority that Look at the word. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. In other words, for us to lead a quiet and peaceable life, there's a place for prayer inputs. Just as the frontliners, health workers, doctors are working, security officers are working, there's a place for prayer. Can we add that? Can we, can we add that to their efforts? We are, not, we are not downplaying their efforts. No. We are not looking down upon their effort. No. In fact, they need our prayer support. They need our prayer support. The security officers, as they move up and down, who knows? Somebody must have moved a short while with COVID-19 and they may move into it. And they also have a family at home. They may carry it to their home. Who knows? But God is our security. The blood of Jesus Christ is our security. Lift your voice. Let's pray. Before we partake of the Holy Communion, let's pray for all men, for kings, and for those who are in authority. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. It is the will of God. Look at it. It is the will of God that all men be saved on this resurrection Sunday. On this resurrection Sunday, pray that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. That the Spirit of the Living God will, will permeate every facet of our nation. Pray for the president of this nation, pray for the vice president, pray for his ministers, pray for the parliamentarians, pray for the, for the lawmakers, pray for all those who are in charge, in authority, security personnel, pray for, for the, for the, for the, uh, for the chiefs of, of, of the land. 
the kings of the land pray all those who are in authority that together pray for the media they also play a role that the spirit of the living God the spirit of the living God will have his proper place in the governance of the nation Ghana and the nations of the world Mantele mene mene katairi andalobo sopra telele remene mene mene katoshi grigaga andele kataishi grigaga ragaduze grigata robo robo zobrigatoshi grigaga metepre pepe breperi andere beshe brigaton terebeleleish rigadeshi grigaga our prayer input can can make the work faster it can serve a greater purpose lift your voice and pray pray for the nation pray for everyone in this nation that the Lord will preserve His own. The Lord knows those who are His that He will prevent, preserve His own. Regadusha Grigagal, Regadaja Grigagal, Rabaraba Satorobo, Prapaliapapa, 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 Regadasha, Apaliaza, 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 Roboroba Zabrikatari and the Earth, Indelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebeleb
and any high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled can we do some warfare right now deal with any entity that seeks to destabilize the peace of the land that seeks to hinder the gospel any entity that seeks to rob the nation of light for the word of God is light and life any entity that seeks to lock down churches such that we will not have a voice again Lift a voice and pray. In the spirits, in the entity, in the demon, in the witch, in the wizard, in the diviner, in the spell that is projected against this nation to quench the light. We quench that spirit. We overrule their power. We silence them in the name of Jesus. We silence them in the name of Jesus. Ragadosa, every projection, every prediction from the pit of hell, it is null and void wherever the church is mentioned for evil. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We crush the gates of hell. We crush the gates of hell. Every decision from the pit of hell, we decree and declare it shall not stand. Then shall it come to pass. Any decision that is not meant for the progress of the church and for the nation, we cancel it. We overrule it. We bind witchcraft. We bind the forces of hell and crush their powers in the name of Jesus Christ.